Allison Rosen. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here in dining room studios with repeat and return guest Josh Wolf. Welcome back. I like you know what being called a repeat return guest made me feel pretty good. I'm not gonna lie to you. Make you feel welcome. Yeah. And and special. Yeah. Elite. Uh, you know, elite has such a negative connotation. A man of the people, but like a really special one. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you something. Now, use the word elite. Right. Elite is such an interesting word now because it used to mean something (laughs) so positive. Right. Like you were just so good. Yeah. You were elite. And now the connotation has somehow turned negative. Is that right? Not only has it turned negative... Somehow, the most elite human being in the entire universe, Donald Trump, stands for not elite. Like, I feel like not only has it become something negative, but everyone is like twisting their brain around to not see what it actually means clearly. Because when he stands there and he makes that finger gesture and he's like such a a little mincing private school boy with gold everywhere, yet he's supposed to be a man of the people who's going to... You know, protect he lives us in a gold from, house. Yeah, protect us from the liberal elites. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Here's what I did. I did something very interesting and I, because I, it, I was tired of hearing the word elite used in such a negative mm-hmm. way because it's supposed to mean something good. Like, right. Okay. So I asked people on social media. I said, I am, don't claim to be the smartest person in the world, but I hear this word elite and I understand what the definition is, but it's used with such negative connotation. Will you please send me what your definition of elite? When you say oh, the elite, please tell me what you mean. So when I have uh, people who follow me, I have Trump fans and others. And so it was interesting that um, when the Trump fans it, it, or, or sent in what they defined as elite, I would send back, you know, you're defining your president, your president, you're defining your president. Somebody who's too rich and out of touch. I'm like, is that what they would say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what scared me the most about it, and this is really what scared me. And as a Jew, the uh, culture of education is uh, for me anyways, we grew up like culturally Jewish meant like staying in school, going Mm -hmm. to college, because valuing education. I heard so much negative stuff about people who think you're smarter than people who are smart, too smart. I'm like, well, are we putting something negative on intelligence now? Is yes. that what's happening? Yeah, it, Is that scary? It's super scary. It's super scary to me. I think that college and education has been vilified. And there's this idea that colleges and or universities have become these like liberal brainwashing locations Mm -hmm. where you get indoctrinated to be a special libtard snowflake cuck or something like something insane like that that cuck is a new insult that i i I had to google yeah and i was like wait i don't do that (laughs) (laughs) wait well you can't call me that that's not my thing yeah and then a friend of mine pointed out recently he he was like wait i thought 
the term was cuckservative. Like initially it was used to put down other people in the right wing, mm. but now it's, it's migrated and now it's Over just to- used to, to put down liberals. I think, I don't know, but yes, it scares this, but this distrust of educated people scares me at the same time. There's always been a strain of that in this country. Like I feel like yes. that's very American to not trust book learning. Uh, but can I also say, and and I I would not consider myself to be a liberal. I would say socially I couldn't get more liberal, mm-hmm. and I would say fiscally that not to be true. Right. Um. And so, and not because. And by the way, I always vote people over my money. So that it never influences my vote. I always seem to end up voting for a Democrat because I'm like, well, if, if, for people wise, for civil rights, for right. pe- that, and that's where for protecting I, the weak. Yes, if I can put words in your mouth. But I will tell you this: I was very ready at the very beginning. You know, and I was like, about two years ago, I was like, I think I'm going to vote Republican next time because I think the country works better with checks and balances. Mm-hmm. I do think it works better when. Because there are some things that Democrats don't do very well either. And it's, sometimes it's good yeah. to have it pulled back the other way. So I think the country works better with checks and balances. And it always has worked out that way. And we've always been nice to each other about it. Mm-hmm. And it's always been graceful. And something's happened over the last eight years. I, I, think a, I think social media has a lot to do with it. But to the college campus thing, I will say this. What do, I do also think that the college age kids a lot of, are a little too precious, are a little too safe spacey. Are, there's, there were so many protests over the last year or two where I was like, you're not helping your cause here. But do you think- Do you know what I mean? Like you're inflaming the other side. What you're yeah. saying is so ridiculous. So, and, and my, I think the biggest threat outside of now Donald Trump who seems to be it. But to me, before Trump started talking, the biggest threat to my First Amendment rights were the college-age kids Mm. who would not let an opposite view speak on their campus. As a stand-up, I've been chastised at colleges for saying the word Jew on stage. And I was like, I'm Jewish. And they were like, it's offensive. I'm like, fucking to who? To who? So to me, that kind of, uh, that all ended up in the witcher's brew. Mm Mm-hmm. For me, little piece by piece, why we end up with what we have now. And I'll tell you something else as somebody travels every weekend. I was not surprised by the election results at all. As a matter of fact, I remember saying to my wife, "Mm, the Democrats don't remember that there are small towns in this country. I have friends of mine who voted in Wisconsin for Obama 2008 and 2012 and voted for Trump this year. Do you know why? They were like, the Democrats haven't spoken to me in 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm a small town white guy. They court Latinos and they court the, the gay and lesbian community and the African Americans and the Muslims. Where's the small town white guy? And he, my buddy who voted for change in 2008 and 2012, he's like, where's my change? Where's It's the same fucking thing. Where's my change? And there was no way they were going to vote for Hillary Clinton ever, ever, ever because it was Obama. And to them, the Democrats hadn't spoken to him. Mm-hmm. Now, I said to him, but you're voting against people and their civil rights and their liberties and equality and people feeling safe. And he was like, this election, I'm voting for my family, not theirs. It's exactly what he said to me. Yeah, I total, and I totally get that. I just think people who voted that way 
were hoodwinked into thinking that like I agree 100%. Richie Rich Boy is going to help them because I 100%. the Democrats would have helped them more. I, I agree. And, and listen, I don't want this to come across. I'm not coming across as some sort of conservative crazy dude, am I? You're a real cuck. <laughs> I also don't know what that means. I Neither guess. do I. But, but, but like for me, I just, you know, everybody, like I would tell you something else. And this is also is something that I've learned from traveling. Okay. Okay, now, we don't like to be called the Hollywood elite and the liberal elite. We're all like, fuck you, we're not elite. You know what I mean? Like, I plunge my own toilet and, like, I pick up (laughs) dog shit and I don't make a whole lot of money. I'm not elite. But you know what else? You know who else doesn't like to be labeled? The middle of the country. Yeah, I know. Because we call them all stupid and red state and flyover. Well, I think saying that anyone who voted for Trump is racist is not doing anyone any favors. But that's the thing. So this country, what has happened is, and this is my small point of view, what has happened is, is that as politics has become more and more big business, they've understood that the only way they're going to continue to make money, and and it is a business now, Mm -hmm. is to get us to fight with each other. So they, for years, have just been spouting both sides. It's turned into sports. It's what it is. It's what it is. And it, it, name the last public servant you can remember. True public. Now, I will say this. I think the Clintons, when Bill was in office, they must have profited greatly. I don't think that they were like, that's, we can't do that because we'll make money off of that. <laughs> I don't think that's true. By the way. I get it. And that doesn't bother me, by the way. That doesn't bother me. And that's why the stuff with Trump. And I'll tell you something else. If that tape comes out with him getting peed on, if that comes out as true, that Which, would not. God, I hope it does. But here's my question. That Was doesn't bother me, by the way. Was he getting peed on or did he just hire a bunch of people to pee on the bed? I will tell you something right now. If he got peed on, it would explain the color of his face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I will tell you, if there was a tape of either one of those, Wait, why does that not bother you? I mean, it doesn't be just yeah. like Clinton's blowjob didn't bother me. It okay. does not affect. Now, I don't think he's going to be a good president, but if I liked him, it would not affect my idea of his ability to be president or not. To me, one has nothing to do with the other. And that's like saying like Clinton got a blowjob mm-hmm. and I remember him getting a blowjob and I was like, great. He's still doing a fucking great job. I hope he gets more blowjobs because he seems happy. And plus, yeah, we didn't I guess, pay for yeah, it because he was I, an intern. So. If I liked him... Think about that. And that's yeah. another thing. No, it's, that's it's a good, another that's a good thing. argument. What gets me is that people are excusing Trump's actions when three months ago they were up Clinton's asshole well, for the kill- same it's shit. The, hypocr- the hypocrisy yes. is what bothers me. On both it's sides, like, by the way. Yes, but one <laughs> side <laughs> one side is a little more the party of moral virtue and of judging people's sexuality Agreed. and all that. You know. Agreed. And yet they're okay with him bragging about pussy grabbing and doing and doing God knows what. I agree. I think there's a shit ton of hypocrisy. You know, just just look at the Mitch McConnell, <laughs> you know, who sent that letter in 2000. What was it? 2010 about uh, about 12 about Obama's appointees and how we're going to fucking run them through the ringer and nobody's having an easy yeah. confirmation. And then he was like, I don't think people need to be vetted this year. <laughs> what 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 are you fucking talking about so i agree with you there's a ton of hypocrisy but for me and i do think one side is a little more hypocritical than the other and i do think one side preys on people's fears more mm-hmm. and to me fear is the ultimate motivator 
And the biggest fear is me telling you somebody's going to come take something you already have. Right. Not something, somebody's going to take something you don't have because then you're like, eh. and not and not hope. By the way, the, the preaching of hope doesn't sell. Mm-mm. But me come and tell you, hey, guess what? They're coming to get your guns. Like, what? They're coming to get my guns. Well, fuck that. Yeah. Right? Hey, guess what? They're going to come take your unborn babies. <laughs> what? They're coming to get my unborn babies, right? So they're, 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 guess what? There's going to be some brown people moving in. Those fucking brown people. You don't know what they're going to do. Brown people, right? <laughs> so they're scared. That's what they, they work on fear. Yeah. They work on fear, 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 fear. And the funny thing is a lot of poor white folks who have been voting Republican their whole life, uh, I don't know if they realize they've been voting against themselves. Well, yeah, they. They've been voting against themselves. They're. I'm sure you've seen stories of people who are like, I can't wait for them to get rid of Obamacare. I'm fine because I have the ACA. It's like, those are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to, yeah. you know. Yeah. And those aren't the American Cinema Awards. <laughs> Just so you know. Right. Yeah. Like, you have the ACA? Uh, okay. Uh, but I will tell you this. Did you watch Obama's speech last night? I missed it. I mean, say, and, and this is when I, I know. Really good. This is when I know people are not, bi- they're not bipartisan. They're not honest. You can hate the guy. You can even hate his policies. But when people are like, the dude, the fucking speech, you know, that it, he is so good. His speech was so good. Now, I think he's done a pretty good job. He's been softer on some things that I wish he wasn't quite as soft on. But you're never going to find a perfect president. They're always going to do something that you don't like. I actually find that he for... For a liberal or for a Democrat, fairly hawkish. Hmm? Or, or is that what you feel like he's been soft on terror? There are some things that I think he could have been a little tougher on in this way. Like, so ISIS and um, when, when 9-11 happened, they got courage. They got courage. And then Bush dropped about, Eight million bombs on their courage, wiped out a fucking country that had nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh fuck, okay, well, those guys are serious." And then let's talk to them, let's work with them. If their goal is to get us into a war, mm-hmm. but we've let them. And listen, I, I at the time I was like, "Yeah, man, let's try." That shit did not work. And I just felt like he could have been. Let's a, try like cooperating. Yeah. No, I agree. With, I agree with you that. I think he could have been a little. Force is what works. Unfortunately. That, yeah. And by the way, I'm not a big proponent of going into other people's countries and fucking things up and then leaving because that's how we make enemies. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we're going to have to eventually get in there. We just, we're just, there's just no other options. You're going to have to get in there one way or the other. What I mean, listen, guys, I, I, I'm not, I don't know if you know this, but. I'm not a military expert. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are you appearing on all the shows as a military expert? Then it's so dishonest. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and here, I, for me, it's disheartening. I'm a very uh, open-armed. Let's kumbaya and let's mm. everybody be friends. I, that Do is you smoke weed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm very and I'm very open to other people's ideas, and I'm very open to listening and hearing why you think because. To hear why you think differently than me is good to hear. Mm. I because I may learn something. So I, I it's very disheartening for me, especially traveling around 
to hear so much anger that other Americans have to people they've never met before. Yeah. And, and and the big problem is I think people start off conversations with what they don't agree on. That's a problem. You're never get so but if we didn't know each other and we started out in the fact that man, you like dogs? I fucking love dogs too. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? We're already starting out a little nicer. Oh my god. Do you know what dogs I mean? Dogs can bring this country together. Do, uh, dogs could 100%, not cats. Don't you dare start with cats. All right. Are you a cat guy? As I've said before, the felinophobia has been very firmly established on this show, so I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm not I don't hate cats. I just I, I think that if they could figure out how to feed themselves, <laughs> they'd slit. Making his case. They'd slit. You don't your, hate cats. Some of your best friends are cats. <laughs> no, they're not. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but I do think a cat, like, if it could figure out how to feed itself, it would slit your throat when you slept and then watch you bleed out with that slow, creepy blink. You know, they have that. <laughs> like, they'd sit at the end of your bed and just watch you pass. And then they eat you. I heard if you die in your house, your cat eats you. I feel like your dog, dog would, would too. Do the same, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. I don't think my dog could find me. He's pretty dumb. <laughs> like I, <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Follow cats the smell. I do think cats are think hyper intelligent. Yeah. I hyper, and I will. I'm, I'm, there have been some pretty cute cat videos that I've watched. I'm like, kittens are adorable. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that again. I really <laughs> like that. My, I can't say this out loud, so I won't. Um, Wait, you know this what? is where you draw the line. Well, what? you know, I don't. I'm a big thing on intent. So even with jokes, right? So. I never focus on the word. I think that's one of the problems we've had, right? right. So we focus Semantics. on words instead of the intent of the joke. It's just like one of the reasons that black folks are okay with black folks saying the N-word is because the intent. Right. That's like, okay, I get it. Like why you feel like you should not get shit for saying Jew. Right. But in general, by the way, you're not Jewish, but if you said Jew, it wouldn't bother me. I don't get offended by that. Right. Oh, I'm not Jewish? I don't look like a Jew to you? No. <laughs> now that's offensive. <laughs> Do you look like, are you a Jewish? No. Yeah. Did you want to look like a Jew? No, nah, I was just... That's offensive. <laughs> now I'm offended, and now it comes yeah. out. <laughs> but Lo- Loves cats, hates Jews. That's a great name for a book. Loves cats, hates Jews. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it's like just incendiary enough. If you walk, if you were in the airport and you walked by and that was in the window, you'd be like, huh. You know what I was thinking? I'm not sure what that means but exactly, go- but I want to find out. I'm going to read the cover of that right. thing. Yeah. yeah. Love cats, hates Jews. Wait, I want to say something, but I want to hear what you felt like you couldn't say before oh but it, it's a it's a joke right so i don't i don't okay i do have a very politically correct audience well they already aren't listening so all right good. <laughs> they already turned this one off they did did they hate me no they 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 just didn't like all the political talk oh sorry everybody but i was gonna say no no i like it though so it's i, I was gonna say kittens uh kittens are cute like Asian babies. There's nothing cuter than an Asian baby. You tell me Asian baby. Asian baby. You pick up an Asian baby. You're like, they were the cutest little look at you. They're cute, right? Mm-hmm. Little sure, Asian yeah. babies. So kittens and Asian babies equal cuteness, I think. Am I going to in trouble for something? I don't that? think so. I think that's fine. Am I right? Yeah. Asian baby, super cute. Super cute. Did you ever see that video of the Asian baby smoking a cigarette? The <laughs> one where it turned out that he was like... Quite a bit older. Yeah, or because was he'd been actually- smoking cigarettes since he was three. So yeah. kind of stunted his fucking growth. <laughs> right. But he was still in a diaper and he was leaning back and he had those chubby arms, those yeah. Michelin Man arms, and he was smoking his cigarette. And I was like, that is the fucking best and worst thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Pretty cute. You gonna let your baby smoke? I mean, look, I don't wanna enforce, I don't wanna like impose my values on him, but I hope that I'm gonna let him vape. 
<laughs> Good idea. Yeah, that's feel that feels better. Will you get him a onesie? This is. Do you even vape, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I should. Um, wait, I want to go back and say when yeah. I said that people who were going to turn it off because of the political talk. I, I hope that didn't sound insulting to you at all. I don't. I have no idea that they'll actually do that. No, and I don't. And if they do, then uh, I don't care. Yeah, and I apologize. I, I don't know how no, we got- don't. I actually. That's what I'm saying. Is like I don't. I was just making a joke because. I because I don't always get this political on the show, but the times that I do, I always like talking about this stuff. Yeah. So please, I feel bad that I might have made you feel bad. I, you know what? Don't I know bad. people. Everybody, I know people are starting to get tired of political talk, and for me, it's just more about like I get it, it, it but it, it it really is time to stop being outraged on your phone and to go get face to face with one of those people you think you hate and see if you hate them. Because in general, it's it's just like my dad used to always say, you applying for a job? Yeah, well, I called them. They haven't called me back. Or are you going to get a department? Yeah, I called them. I haven't called them back. It's really easy to say no to somebody on the phone. Mm. Go get in their face. It's That's really easy. It's really easy to have one tweet come out and be like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. Go talk to somebody. Because you'll find that they're people. They have families. They have kids. They have dogs. Maybe you have... you. They have cats. Yeah, you have cats. Uh, <laughs> but the, you have the same hobbies, the same likes. Like, right? So it's really important, man, to, to, to do that. I think the, the phone and the social media has really driven... It's easier to hate. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. It's easier. One thing I want to say from before, though is that the argument that identity politics, like the Democrats need to stop with this identity politics stuff, identity politics is a problem. I don't even know what that means. Identity politics being like protections of minorities and it all being about like your sexuality or the color of your skin or this or that. And like the idea that that's alienating to middle America or to to white people. Um, I've heard that argument to a minority identity politics are everything like that that becomes kind of life and death i agree with you 100 percent, and i think i don't i'm not saying that that's not important but i'm oh, saying but by the way i wasn't saying that was the argument you yeah. were making i'm just saying i've heard other people other like that was a very early assessment of how trump got in there was like democrats focus too much on identity on well, on identity politics just so you know trump did identity politics too except his identity yeah. was the white person true it was the white person so my friend's point from wisconsin wasn't that he doesn't want other people to have civil liberties wasn't that he doesn't want to hear about how you're going to protect muslims and how you're going to not build a wall his point was what about me mm-hmm. it's not that you're talking about them it's that you Why haven't aren't mentioned you talking to me. Yeah, you haven't mentioned anything that's important to me. I don't have any brown people in my town, but I don't have a job. Mm. I don't have a job now. Listen, if I was Trump, and I'm not, <laughs> you're not a military expert, and you're also not Trump. No, these are two things I'm just breaking to you now. This is how I got booked, by the way. Until <laughs> I was like, I'm Trump, and I'm military. Right, expert. and I was like, what an amazing <laughs> if I was, get. If I was Trump, I would I would get um, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Florida. And I would focus on putting jobs into those four states, swing states, because the other states are pretty much locked mm-hmm. in. You don't need, he doesn't need to worry about Alabama or Mississippi. They're voting again. You focus on putting jobs in those four swing states. You could light the fucking country on fire. And those people are going to vote for him again. And 
I'm telling you, Wisconsin, the same thing. If he focuses on that little rust belt area and it focuses on those people who are who are now holding the balance of our presidential elections in their hands, he's going to do okay. And do that is frightening as fuck that, to me. Though? No, I think he'll be impeached within two years. Okay. Is what I think. Yeah. I think he said to Pence, hey, listen, man, I don't think I'm going to win. <laughs> and if I do, I'm not going to last. Right. Do you want to be the most powerful vice president of all time? And Pence was like, uh, yeah, sure. And he's like, again, I don't think I'm going to win. But if I do, no way I last two right. years. You can run the country. And you can run the country. And I, I think that was probably very appealing to him. You know, the people who surround. What's crazy is that right now I'd be like, oh, Pence, that is a step up. Even though before I wouldn't have. I definitely didn't want Pence in the White House. But now Pence is like, at least he's not Trump. Yes, except I think Pence is just better at being a politician. Well, he is. So, but I think Pence would be horrible for gays. Oh, yeah. Right. So for me, here's a couple things I do think about Trump. I don't think he's taken any civil liberties already from the lesbian and gay community. I really don't. I don't, that, I don't think that's his platform. And I don't... I, I don't either. I just think he can be pushed around. I don't think he'll be pushed around on this. I think he spent too much time in New York. And I just, I don't think it's his thing. Now, in the entertainment industry. Yes. And, and, and okay, and I, I think uh, abortion laws are going to it's going to end up It's going to be fine. I think so. Yeah. Um and I honestly as a weed smoker, Jeff Sessions scares the fuck out of me. Um but I think uh, I think who scares me more than Trump are the people around him. You know, those people are they, their track record for Right. Us who aren't super conservative is not great. The edu- the person, the woman, the education woman. Yeah, Devos, Devos. Oh, oh, I don't actually don't know that much about her. My biggest thing is that, and we talked about education. Education is where, to me, the crux of the entire problem of the entire country. Mm. And the way you'll find when you put that your kid in school, here is what. They don't teach critical thinking at all anymore. Yeah. They teach the kids to test because that's how they get their money. Right. So you, their brains now, like my youngest son's brain, he can test, but ask him two days later what he took the test about. His brain has already flushed it and he's on to the next thing that he has to learn. Oh, that scares they're me. They're not learning. Right. They're, they're being, not learning how to think. They're just learning to memorize. They're, they're being taught how to take tests. Right. And for me... After talking to people and listening to people and seeing how easy it is for people to fall for fake news and seeing mm-hmm. people aren't reading full articles, they're reading headlines, that all goes back to that. That all goes back to not digging deeper. That mm-hmm. all goes back to there's no critical thinking. Right. I just need to look at what's in front of me, memorize that, and move on. And that's how they're ingesting their news, too. Mm-hmm. It's really scary. That is scary. Uh, because for me, dumb loses. Yes. Every fucking that. time. Dumb loses every time. I will tell you, I've there have been some very, very attractive women who I, before I met my wife, who I get set up with, and within two sentences, I was like, this is not going to work. Dumb does not work for me. Mm-hmm. On any level, I think dumb is dangerous. Dumb is easily manipulated. Dumb doesn't realize it's dumb. That's the, that's the scariest kind of dumb. And what Google... Now ha- we're being elites. No, we're not. <laughs> but what Google has done for those for people who aren't that smart is that, is that Google allows you to find the facts that you want to find. So let's take vaccinations, for example. Mm-hmm. 
If I'm anti-vaccination, what I Google is dangers with vaccinations. Well, I've already got my answers. Yeah. I've Googled the answers that I want. Right. So if I don't like Hillary Clinton, I'm like, how did Hillary Clinton break the law? So then those articles are going to come up. Not did Hillary Clinton break the law. Right. Not has she done anything that she deserves to be in jail? Why should she be in jail? So you're asking the question you want the answer to. So to your point, what happens is, is people who aren't that bright, because they're reading a newspaper article online, they feel like now you've, a, a, a dumb person who thinks they're smart is super dangerous mm. because you can't convince them otherwise. Right. Um, and, 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 and the whole not trusting the intelligence community, like... <laughs> Then, who, then can we stop calling them intelligence community? <laughs> can we just call them those dudes right. who sometimes tell the truth? And some? I get it because by nature, the CIA's job is to be sneaky and lie to you and, and, and yeah. to say that they haven't meddled in some foreign elections would be lying. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, who else you gonna believe? <laughs> I know. You wanna believe the fucking... You're, you, you're choo- you, who else you wanna believe? And in this case, yes, the CIA are spies and liars and thieves. Okay, but do we believe our spies and liars and thieves or their spies and liars? <laughs> right. Which one? Which group of liars would you like to believe? I'm going to pick ours yeah. every fucking time because at least I think they have our best interest in mind or what they think our best interest is. I'm so sorry about talking about all this. No, no, no. It's, it, it, it's yeah. not. I should be funnier. I'm a comedian. No, but the, here's the thing. I feel like I'm finding it harder and harder to not want to talk about this stuff because i feel like it's like it's we're we're choking on it like it's it gets to be cathartic real yeah Yeah. um it's gonna be super real in about i know eight days yes well but i'm by the time this i'm not exactly sure when this is going to air so Mm -hmm. it might have already become real it probably did let's take it if it already did happen okay who let's guess now what surprise band could he bring out there? Outside of Ted Nugent and Kid Rock, too easy. Too easy guesses. What surprise band do you think he could pull out and we'd be like... For the inauguration. Yeah, because okay. a lot of people say, okay, I, my thinking is it's going to have to be some sort of 70s rock band, a fog hat. Oh, interesting. Like an REO Speedwagon. Right. I think, because I don't think you're going to get too many of the modern, younger, hipper mm, bands. No. I don't think they're going to come. I think it has to be a band that already has their money right. and isn't worried about people not coming to their shows. Mm-hmm. So I, if I'm going to guess, not Journey, that's, I, I'm not, I go like an REO Speedwagon or like a Kansas. What if they play Carry On My Wayward Son? Fuck, drop the fucking mic on that. Hey, do you know that song? I, I do know that okay. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great, uh, okay, I'm going to go 70s rock band. Kansas. See, and I think maybe he could get some kind of Christian rock band. Mm, like a striper? Or like a creed or something. Uh, I don't know. Me, yeah, or like Evan not Evanescence though. I don't think he could get them. Hank Williams Jr. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Who okay. If you can think of a comic, oh, who at, could he get? Who do you think out of the people we know? Who, who would, would who would do well there? Who would do well at Trump's? Well, Dennis Miller, right? Uh, that's the obvious one. 
I but you know what? I think somebody like Chappelle, who did you see him on Saturday Night Live? Yes. His monologue was genius. Mm. As a stand-up, when I watch him, I'm like, I should just quit. What the fuck? What am I doing? <laughs> you could give me a hundred years. I would never have come up with that. But I, he was so smart and hit both sides so well. I bet you, outside of the fact that he's black, he could do very well there. Right. But he would never do it. No, I don't think so. Maybe he would. You think? Maybe just for the challenge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. But if anybody, I think he could get up. He's just so funny. Mm. And does it so expertly. Expertly? Yeah, that's a word. I know that's a word. Did I use it in the right place? You did. Excuse me. We were trying to figure out the other day if entre- entrepreneurialship was a word. It sounds like it should be one. Entrepreneurialship. Or is it entrepreneurship? It, that's what I found out it is. Okay. You can be entrepreneurial or an entrepreneur, and you can show entrepreneurship, but entrepreneurialship, no. no. There was a word that came up. What was it? Mediocrely. Doesn't that sound like it's not a word? It is a word, though. Someone no on my show said they did something mediocrely. Yeah, it's a word. But it's just like agreements should be a word. We more should be able a, to be in More than a, agreement? But we should be in agreement on something. Fred Durst said that. Right. Yeah. But that's what oh, I mean. Oh. It should be a word. Then Biscuit could play. Good one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. I feel yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Feel, feels right to me. Limp Biscuit is the one I'm going to go with, too. So what I was going to say before is, Josh, your name is Josh Wolf. Jeff, you are Jeff Fox. One of you should be the fictional version of the other. Well, I will tell you, I found out why we're Wolf and Fox. Have you heard the? No. Okay. Where do your people come from? Germany. Exactly. Mine, Russia. So what would happen, and they're eagles, too, right? What would happen is our people would come to Ellis Island. And the name, the original names were not ones that they could pronounce. And they were like, Wolf, Fox, or Eagle. And so you picked. Oh. So our original name was like Radadinsadabindabergfitzville Stein. Entrepreneurship. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my grandfather told me, he was like, so his grandfather or his father, one or the other, when they came over, they couldn't pronounce the last name. So we had to, we had to pick between Wolf and Fox and we picked Wolf. Interesting. Solid choice. <laughs> yeah well you should find out what your original name is actually my family was from germany around stuttgart and the family name was fuchs f-u-c-h-s and then when it came here it turned into fox yeah well, it could I have always, been good thing it wasn't fucks right yeah. yeah i always feel like people who have f-u-c-h-s are um rolling the dice <laughs> yeah they're, it's gonna be mispronounced quite it's an a accident bit. waiting yeah, to happen yeah. Yeah. so it, i but my whole life i've only known one person with the last name eagle and they're from hawaii uh, my buddy Johnny Eagle, which is I always tell them, I go, you got a great like you should ride a motorcycle. Yeah, you good. should be a motorcycle stunt guy. He should play at Trump's inauguration. Johnny Eagle, Johnny Eagle, yeah, come out with an acoustic guitar, yeah. And I'm gonna tell you something else, Johnny Eagle. Okay, one as handsome as you're picturing him to be. With you know when you see somebody and you just look at him, you're like, look, you have the best fucking hair I've mm-hmm. ever. Like his hair was perfect, and it just had that one thing that hung down. And if he didn't want it to, he just flipped it oh, up, like like Ryan Gosling in La La Land. Oh, how great was that movie? I loved it. Who didn't? Did anyone not? There are people who didn't who weren't moved by it. There how could who you didn't, not like, be? I know. 
it begs the question, do you have a soul? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Those fucking elite people who didn't like that movie. <laughs> no. no, there were people who it just didn't, it didn't move them. They didn't like it. You know what I loved about it the most, most? Hmm. So I am a big fan of, you know, and I feel like shows like Sopranos started this where they started giving us characters who lived in gray areas yeah. and made us like them. Mm-hmm. But musical. Breaking bad too. Yeah. And so musicals have always kind of stuck to the same structure, right? Good guy, bad guy, right? You know, there was right. no gray area about the people. And at the end, there was going to be a big number where everybody loved each other. And the man and the woman got back together. We go together, like, right? The whole mm-hmm. thing, right? They fly off in a car. Right. You Super know what happy I'm, ending. Yeah. This is a more ambiguous ending without giving anything away. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. It, it, the, it was the end I was <clears throat> I was into it, but at the end, I was like, holy shit, what just happened? Like, it, it How really hooked me at the end. How genius of a way. You have not seen it yet, right, Jeff? No, do you have a screener that I might steal? I do, but I am not, I'm not done with it yet. She also doesn't trust you. Yeah, she's like, you're not in a union. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually should not be on tape saying that. Saying that. Saying that you're not done watching it? Oh, no. That, I, I actually, I, I answered well, right, but I shouldn't be on tape saying, yes, you could borrow it right you didn't say yes. you didn't say it. <laughs> so you actually say, said no yeah right but i'm just saying if the answer were yes i shouldn't say that well i mean you do you think people in the academy are listening to your show of course <laughs> <laughs> i think this episode is is actually being nominated submitted. for a potty it, it, is yeah, it exactly. called a potty it should be it should be are there podcast awards this sh- episode is being distributed for your consideration <laughs> as a as a potty yeah p-o-d-d-y or i-e why i think i think so potty yeah. p-o-d-d-y i think you know what if there isn't a show that awards potties they should but what we, oh, we should the, start the, one. the streamies the webbies the webbies there's the webbies and the streamies not as good as the potties no and but it's not specifically there are podcast awards though but i don't how uh, i mean what do you think the budget is for a podcast award really where do they hold a thousand yeah (laughs) it's held at nerd melt i like nerd melt a lot but that's where it's held bring your own sandwiches (laughs) catered by chipotle right everybody's in there who hosts it haro we say Hardwick? Yeah, but I think, I think he's, he's a little too big. big. <laughs> he is. Graham Elwood? <laughs> no offense, Graham. Love you, buddy. <laughs> but Graham Elwood? Yes. Yeah, Graham Elwood seems like the right guy to host the potties. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd bring out the guns. He'd do the right. whole thing. He's fun. He's I th- high energy. He's high. I love Graham Elwood. He's such a nice person. Why are you laughing? You hate him? No, he's the perfect choice. He would kill. He would oh, he'd kill at the potties. Yeah. He would crush at the oh, potties. Oh, and I, cu- I couldn't wait to see the sketches they did. <laughs> Do you know any inside podcast jokes? Right. Oh, <laughs> how great. Like they'd start doing one and this mic would be, go out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone would be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't upload it? Ah, it took me eight hours. <laughs> yeah, it would be the potties. Not terrible. Um, what would a podcast, what, but would it be a microphone? Do you get, no, because isn't that, what do you get for a potty? A mic? Or do you get a mic? A silver mic? Do you get a or mic like a, for a Grammy? I think no, you, you do get a mic for a Grammy. It would be like an, a gold iPod. Yeah, but like Except a people giant, don't know what those are anymore. Yeah, like a giant one? It'd be like a regular size iPod. I feel like it should just be like a, a giant gold jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like the end of a mic? 
yeah. on something or just the jack? On a stand. On a stand. So a little phallic. It would be too phallic. Yeah. It'd be too phallic. Um, it should be a very sad little dollar sign upside down. That would be- <laughs> and it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> what about headphones? Oh, that's oh, yeah, good. Go. That's good. The potties? The potties. Um, listen, you and I, after the show ends, I mean, we'll put our heads together and see if we... I mean, I think this, this place is big enough to hold the potties. We could do it here. We could do it here? Yeah. Why not? You guys can make hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I mean, you're already planning on giving birth in the corner of your living room, right? <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I walked in and you have a... We have, we have some pee pads in the corner. For the dog. Yes. But she was having trouble hitting the pee pad entirely. So then we put... At one point, we put a tarp under there. And then my husband was too embarrassed. So now there's just like a drop cloth down yeah. there. But really, really, we never should have done the pads. We just should have gotten her because she prefers to pee outside. We should have just yeah. like uh, all dogs. We should have just exclusively taken her out. But we live up a flight. of. I mean, it was really stupid. Like we live up a flight of stairs and we're lazy. Well, I thought because you're fairly pregnant right now. I'm very pregnant. That. I'll, since since yeah. you're up a flight of stairs, I thought that was a precaution, like, just in case I can't make it down the stairs and I need to push this motherfucker out up here, I let's put a couple s- pads down. I should say that's what it is. That is, that's When you When people walk in? Yeah. It'd be it's funny. my birthing corner. Birthing corner. That would be a great podcast. You'd win a potty for sure. I've actually already decided, because apparently after birth, you, there's a lot of blood that comes out for weeks and weeks. Yeah. And I've already decided I'm just going to sit on dog pads. I would. It's to protect the furniture. It all, are you can I ask you some personal questions about the Please, sure. Are you going C-section or uh no. I mean the plan is to do vaginal birth. I think you can you never know for sure if all of a sudden you're going to need a C-section yep. like a certain amount of hours in or something. But Right now, everything looks okay for a vaginal birth. Like, he's head down. You going drugs? I haven't decided yet. Um, and people tell me, like, my plan is to just sort of, fig- to in the moment, decide whether I, ha- how I feel. People tell me, if that's your plan, then you will end up with drugs, probably, because it is so uncomfortable and so painful that, like, unless you're like, absolutely not, I don't want them offered to me, no matter what I say, don't give them to me, um... Then so I'll I, so I think it's likely I'll end up mm-hmm. with something. Um, I think you should. Yeah, I I just feel like I want to. Why I'm not sure. Why I when I hear people like I want to experience it, I'm like, why? That's like if yeah. somebody was like, hey, listen, I'm going to rip a hole in your arm. I'd be like, I need some drugs for that. Why you don't want to f- experience that naturally? No, it's really weird. I started you out. I, mean? I started out with like I want. All the drugs. Not only do I want the epidural, I want the fentanyl, which they can get. You can get three doses of ahead of time. Not ahead of time when you're in labor. But I was like, going to say, w- if you're getting ahead of time, you only need two. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. <laughs> they only last an hour each, though. Um, huh. like I want all of it. I want to feel nothing. And 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 also at one point I was like, maybe I just want a C-section. It's just cleaner and neater and faster. Um, and then I started talking to people who did have their kids with without drugs and sort of made the case for like it's possible and the way they felt afterwards was like they felt like they could fly like it was such a but you'll be able to feel that way before and afterwards if you take the drugs you'll be flying and then you'll be like oh i had a baby i feel like i can fly apparently afterwards with the drugs you don't feel like you can fly though because you can't you know it takes a little more time to be able to walk and so you but but i just 
I will probably end up getting an epidural. I just, I'm just going to see how it goes when I'm in there. But I probably will. Yes. Yeah, I, I, now I don't know if you know this either, but I'm never going to have a baby. What? So these are three bombshells I've dropped. Never say never. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm going to go out on the record and be like, I'm never going to. Right. But if I was, I I think, I hear what you're saying. And I do understand the beauty of the of uh, natural but I also don't like pain that much. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing is that I um like I got punched I in the face a bunch today, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't. I don't think I want to feel the pain. I'm kind of afraid of the pain. Um, yes, you were starting to tell that story before we turned the mics on, and I'm like, wait, I want to hear the story. Let's. But I think the audience will too. So if they're still listening after all the Trump stuff, <laughs> well, maybe they'll tune back in. You know how people often start a podcast 50 minutes in? Yeah, yeah. No, it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, so I do a podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. Called? Prince and the Wolf. Mm-hmm. Just re- released it this week. Uh, so by the time you this airs, yes. you'll be able to find it. And Freddie Prince is a fascinating guy. How and do you know him? Honestly, we met on Twitter. That's so cool. Yeah. and so, But a fascinating guy and a great storyteller with... More stories than one man should have. Not only does he have stories about his dad, Freddie Prince, mm-hmm. um, and, and stories that, that old Hollywood have told him about his dad. And so he sprinkles those in every now and then. And those to me are just like, I can't get enough of it. Not only does he have his, had his own career. And in the 90s, name somebody bigger. I can't. Than Freddie. Right? It, it really, he was the guy. He was. And now, so he's I might got, have a leftover crush on him. He's so handsome, and he's I such bet. a good dude, yeah. and he's funny. And so, but now, so he's got those stories. He married Sarah, so he's got that. He's he, Michelle Geller for those who I'm aren't sorry, keeping sorry. up. Sorry, <laughs> he um, he's got he's a great father. He's had a cookbook on the bestsellers list for the last couple months. Wow, he is heavy into nerd stuff. He's a big gamer, but he's also big. He's been fighting his whole life. He's just got the most amazing stories and he's a really well-rounded dude. And the podcasts so far have been really, for me, like, I feel like every time we sit down, I'm like this, I feel so lucky to be able to, because he's, I love a good story mm. and he's a great storyteller. Um, so, but he, he also is a fighter and I have been known to talk shit every now and then. I grew up with three older brothers, so that's just like instinct. And he was talking about boxing and I was running my mouth a little bit. And he was like, you should come down and spar. I'm like, I don't want to have to kick somebody's ass. He's like, <laughs> okay. And he was like, we're going to put you in the room, ring with Kara. And I go, okay. And he was, I was like, just so you know, I'm not hitting a girl. And he was like, oh, I know you're not going to hit her. <laughs> so uh, went down and spar with Kara today. First of all, I don't think I realized how um, physically exhausting it is. Mm. So it's a three-minute round. And I work out. So I was like, three minutes? I got it. 50 seconds in, mouth open. I can barely keep the mouthpiece in my mouth because I need so much oxygen. <laughs> I, at one point, was kind of bent over. What I didn't know is that Freddie and uh, they had a side bet that I wouldn't make it a minute. Wow. Now, not that she was going to beat me up so badly, but that I would be gassed. And I was. But I was like, I'm not. There's no way I'm quitting. But she probably hit me. Gotta be a hundred and... 10 times wow did you even get any did you land any punches well here's the thing so so when you spar you don't go 100 Mm percent and she was faster than me and she was 
better boxer, but I have reach and a little. And, and so when she got me on the ropes, I couldn't expertly get her off of me. So I just used my strength a little bit. I, at one point, I just actually moved her. <laughs> just picked her up. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I'm getting hit too many times. I apologize. I know this is against the rule, but I'm going to have to move you out of the fucking way. <laughs> so she was peppering me. I Now, I did land a couple of right jabs, but I think those made her mad. <laughs> because I would land it and I would see her kind of squinch her eyes like I was taking it easy on you and then like 70 punches <laughs> um, but I <laughs> I my my I'm, my left ear is ringing just a little uh-huh. but I'm gonna go back and do it because with her again yeah so you will hit a girl I d- didn't really hit her um, and I don't re- but I will tell you why the first couple minutes were so overwhelming because all of a sudden you're standing in front of somebody who's going to punch you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it was like, Oh, okay. And there's so many things to remember. Hands up, you know, and you're and you're thinking too much. And when you get nervous and the adrenaline goes, you get even more tired. The last minute I, because I was so tired, I had no choice but to slow everything down. And when that happened, it was so intriguing to me that I was like, oh, I think I can do this better. Mm. So when I don't do something well, my instinct is to go and try again to see if I can do it better. Because, you know, I'm, I'm by nature a curious guy. Mm-hmm. So if I try something and I don't, I don't know how to do it or I'm not good at it, I'm, even if it's me getting punched in the face, I'm going to try it again. But your ear is ringing. Yeah, my left ear is ringing. It's like a little bit of a, <laughs> just right now right yeah it's not great and this was sparring so presumably she wasn't unleashing everything on you no she was throwing at like 65 70 percent but and, you know when she could have hit me in the head harder i'd have been fine but i was so happy she didn't do a body blow too hard mm-hmm. her body because i mean i don't know as you get a little older you know your stomach gets woo-hoo, you know what <laughs> i mean it gets a little uh you know you like your muffins <laughs> Who doesn't like a muffin? Everyone likes a muffin. And you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to be on the cover of Muscle and Fitness next week. Like, right. I don't need to. But because of that, I think she was like, "I'm going to take it easy on that belly of yours. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pepper you up uh, up above the neck." Right. And she did. Have you boxed before? I took Krav Maga for a couple of years. Look at you. Um, but not in a sparring kind of way. Like for me, all that stuff was more just like fitness stuff right you know i i just want i don't know about you but i like my goal isn't to be like that dude is buff my goal is to wake up in the morning and and eat muffins yeah (laughs) and not make this noise Uh, as a pregnant woman that is the noise i make all the time every yeah yeah see old man noises you know what else is my biggest fear my dad's biggest fear too and this has to do with why I, i do work out I remember asking my dad, I'm like, what's your biggest fear physically? And he said, old man ass. And <laughs> Was I go, that flat? Yeah. You know when they reach into their back pocket and they actually grab from the, the back <laughs> yeah. of their knee and you're like, oh, shit. Right? So old man ass. My dad still, he was, and he's holding on for dear life. I'm like, you got to go. You got to notch that belt one more. He's like, no. But the, yeah, old, old man ass is like my... Right when I said old man ass, you knew exactly what I was talking about. I did, about. yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> old, ma- old men don't have asses. No, that's what I don't want. They've just got an asshole, yeah. but the actual ass seems to have gone somewhere. Right. And I would like, I don't want old man ass 
Because especially white dudes, old man ass starts early. Mm. And it's almost like you've tucked your ass in with your shirt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> you're like, can you untuck your ass a little bit? So I don't, that's, that's not the look. Right. I just want for a little while. Mm-hmm. Not that. You I, want something to squeeze. I like to squeeze my own ass. <laughs> you don't? Just me? Oh, no. I saw my enormous pregnant ass earlier today. <laughs> Clothes? Actually, clothes? No, no. I was I was naked. I was getting dressed, but I actually had the most like body positive, self accepting thought I've ever had in my entire life. I looked back there because everything's new and foreign, mm-hmm. and there's just so much of me now, you know. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I'm like, it's kind of cute. <laughs> I can't believe I had that thought, but I actually feel good that I had that thought. Is there anything that you? have about your pregnant body that you actually like more is that a, did that question make sense it made sense uh outside of the baby because i would assume that no. would be number okay because <laughs> that was all i was gonna say is i look in the mirror yeah. and i see the the pregnant belly and it's like so tight not tight in a like fit way but yeah. just you know like hard and it's kind of fascinating to me that that's on my body and that there's a human being inside of it. The, um, so and like it's un, that's undeniable pregnancy. Yeah. The rest of it, at the where the weight's gone elsewhere, it's like oh I, that's just fat. It's just fat, you know. Yeah. So I would say no. Um, I wish I wish I was like I'm in love with all my curves and I love my <laughs> I love how wide my hips are and uh, it's just all great because it's going to support the baby like no I don't feel that way even my boobs which are bigger I don't love them I don't I don't I, no I honestly do do not love what's happened to my body it's, you know it, what my uh, hair is my hair and my my nails are stronger and my hair feels thicker so I'm okay with that but how are you that, sleeping. No. Not well, not well. Do you do you mean am I sleeping well, or do you mean like what position? Uh, are you sleeping well? No, um, I have had stages where I have been able to sleep better. Mm-hmm. Um, like last night, I feel like I got up probably every couple hours. Which you know, for breastfeeding, they say at the beginning it's you should be doing it every two hours. And I said to my husband, like, how am I, how am I going to do that? And he's like, you already get up every two hours. I was like, you're right. He, his answer wasn't, I'm going to help. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the right answer. His answer was, I'm going to do most of it so you can sleep and take care of the baby during the day. Did <laughs> well, I, no, but did I we, mean. <laughs> <laughs> did he not know the right answer? He should have called me. <laughs> no, but, but specifically what I meant is, how oh, yeah. am I going to wake up every <laughs> How am I going to keep yeah. my sanity if I'm waking up every two hours? And and his response was right. You're already you already get up every two hours right now. So, but I take a big nap every day. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should do whatever your body feels like doing. Like I I I, I feel the same way with pregnancy as I do with the actual kids. Sometimes I think the books are really bad mm-hmm. because they put it in your mind what's supposed to happen. And then if it doesn't happen, you feel like the fucking weirdo. Right. You know, I remember when my son was not my youngest, not verbal real quick, but that never bothered me because my theory was like, I speak the English, the mom speaks the English, everybody around him speaking the English. Right. 
he'll he'll speak the English. In and his own time. It, yeah, and it, if he's 12 and he's still having problems, we'll get him looked at. <laughs> but I don't want to put the pressure on him at right. this age, like something's wrong with him. And I remember there were some kids in my son's preschool, uh, the Jew school, we went to Temple Israel, and um, and they were like, what's wrong with my kid? He's not talking yet. I'm like, the bo-, and they, she was like, the book says, the book says. I'm like, you know, the book doesn't say my son Jonathan. Right. It's just about babies. It's a but it can make some people feel like they're doing something wrong or something's wrong with their baby, mm-hmm. which is kind of fucked up, I think. Yeah. I mean, people went years without books. They just look, our parents just kind of did. Uh, well, it's crazy. I mean, we took this infant safety and CPR class that like scared the shit that, out of us. That might be important, actually. Well, I think learning CPR and learning what to do if they're choking is yes. good. But in terms of everything else, it's like, here's all the things you didn't think about in your home that can be a hazard, which again, is probably good to know, but it just, you know, we're, our parents didn't know any of that no. and we're all here. Yes. So yes, I agree that, with that, you. that's my thing. Like sometimes, you know, we can overthink things in general and you know, our parents, there's a, there's a reason you have brothers and sisters. I do. And where are you in the... I am... Um, so I have a younger sister, and then I have two older brothers. So for sure, your parents were better parents to you and your younger sister. Yeah. Because they knew more. They just knew more. My oldest brother, the, God bless him, he did not get the best of mm-hmm. my parents. I was the youngest. They had figured shit out by then. And that's kind of how it goes. But those books aren't going to help because every kid is different. My kids used to get mad at me. How come you, you let him do that, but I can't do this? And I would I, I parent you different because you're different people. Mm-hmm. You're different people. Everybody's got different rules. He's a superstar. I like him more. He has no curfew. <laughs> you, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Is it okay to say that? Yeah, That's okay, sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's not in the books. <laughs> so, Josh Wolf. Yeah. Um, so, what have you been up to since we last talked to you? Well, I had my own talk show. Yes, it was in November of 2015 is when I last talked to you. Oh, my talk show must have just ended. I think it had, yeah. Um, So 2016, I really focused on my stand-up. I must admit, when I said November 2015, I was like, so it was, I completely forgot. A whole year. Yeah, and I also forgot what month it was now. Okay, good. So there was a whole whole 2016 that happened. Yeah, it happened to all of us. (laughs) Uh, and we're living with it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really focused on my stand up. Like really, I didn't do any TV. I went on the road a lot. I performed a lot in town and I feel better now about my stand up than I ever have in my life. Good. And, and I, I'm going to, I think I'm gonna shoot a special in April, but I think I'm gonna shoot a double album. I have two hours, two hours that nobody's, that hasn't been out there yet. Mm-hmm. And I, and they're completely different. One is a straight hour about, uh, the premise of it, basically I wanted to do one where, cause I'm a storyteller also, I wanted to do one where I started the special on a story and I ended with the same story. So I may go in and out of it a little bit mm-hmm. to tell other relevant stories, but it's basically the special is one long story and not in a one man show kind of way. You're still, it's still stand up. It's not, uh, you know, Burbi- Mike Burbiglia. Yes. So it's not Burbiglia. He's, he's more theater piece. Right. This is still stand up. Right. Not a one man show. But the idea was, is that every man, every boy, at one point in their life, looks at their dad that very first time and they think to themselves, oh, I think I could beat the shit out of this dude. 
right? Not that <laughs> not, not everybody does, but you look at your dad once, like, oh, if he tells me to take out the trash tomorrow, I might beat the shit out of that dude, right? <laughs> and my youngest son challenged me to like a go time. Oh wow! So the the special this hour is just about that. Now I go in and out of it. I tell other stories. I tell stories about me and my brothers wrestling on my brother, my dad. I tell the stories about like just anyway. So it's it's there's that. But then I have another hour that it doesn't mention my kids at all. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to put them out back to back and just see what happens. Nice. I know business wise it's stupid as shit, <laughs> but I'm going to give it a shot. And my like I'm having so much fun right now. I I, I accidentally found a joke that's going to be my closer. This is just like. 14 minute story about going to old cello this summer or this, mm-hmm. which was the best concert I've ever been to in my life. But so I, the standup is really exciting to me. And then, uh, right now already early in January, I've already had a couple of offers for TV. So I'm excited. I'm excited about where I am. I'm excited as a human being. I've never been more excited about me and my growth just as a person. 2016 Good. for me, was a groundbreaking year for me as a person in the world. That's so good. I It took a long time. Mm-hmm. But I feel more grounded and more honest and more available than I've ever felt in my entire life. Have you done things to make that possible? Like, have you been working on yourself? Yes. Yes. But in a way where, like, I know the habits that I had that made me feel... Look, I've never done, I'm not like doing shitty things, mm-hmm. but I know the habits that I had that I was like, I want to fix that. I want to fix, I don't want to be that guy anymore. Like what? In the past, right? As a, so as a standup, I was telling a story for a podcast. If I could make that story more funnier, I would throw in a little white lie. Mm. And over six, 2016, I'm like, that's not going to happen. The story doesn't have to be as funny. It's still going to be entertaining, but there's no reason for me to throw in that. Now on stage as a comic, I think that's different. Right. The white lie, the the laugh, you're there, you're assuming not everything they say is right on. But here, when I'm talking to you as people, mm-hmm. I decided that I for whatever reason when I would leave a podcast and I'd be like, that that part was funny, but it wasn't and it doesn't change the story and it doesn't but it just wasn't necessary. It started to make me feel bad about myself. Right. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And, um, you know, I'd stopped doing some things like I'm a big open door, you know, thank you. Go out of my way. I'm a big believer in paying it forward because I think happy people do other things for other people. Mm. And I'd stopped that because I'd started to feel a little that it wasn't working. And then I was like, I can't be worried about how other people are going to receive this. I just have to trust that you put good out there and good spreads. Right. And so I did things like that really um, have made a difference for me and how I feel about myself. Good. Sounds like you're more focused on you as opposed to like the reaction. Yes. And it's helped my business. It helped. It's helped me as an entertainer more than anything I've ever done. That's so good. That's so interesting. It is, right? Yeah. It's when you... I, I never made the art for other people. Mm-hmm. And because I know if you write a joke because you think other people will think it's funny, it's never going to work. So I never did that. And I was in tune with who I am. But I did stop wondering if if they're going to think this is funny. 
because I don't think that served me well. Mm-hmm. And walking on stage, I don't think it, it takes away a little bit of the confidence of how you tell the story. And when you tell a story or you're on stage, confidence is fucking everything. Right. So yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Good. Well, let's take some questions from listeners. Okay. But first, I want to say, if you guys are going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you guys so much for your Amazon support. Also, I am on Patreon. Patreon is sort of like Kickstarter, but you can support artists, podcasts on an ongoing monthly basis. There's different reward levels. There's a level where you get extra episodes every month. There's an exclusive video live stream. There's an official fan club of where you get merchandise in the mail. Um, it's super fun. So for more information on that, go Go to patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay, let's do uh, questions from listeners. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Leanne Ward says, was it an official decision for you to become a regular on Ross Matthews podcast or did it just end up happening? Uh, you know, Ross and I are really good friends. We used to do a show called uh, Josh and Ross. He said, he said. And, um, you know, we just both got busy and started to go our own separate ways. And then we, every time we would find our way back into each other's lives, I, I would always tell him, I was like, man, I really just want, he's such a positive light and such a good dude. I was like, I just really want to be involved in what you're doing. And he was like, do you want to start sitting in on the podcast? And I said, I will be there every week I can be. I just, he's such a good, good hearted dude. It's important for me to have people like that in my life. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Jamal says, What's your best story about getting too high on an edible? Have you ever done one before, Allison? I personally have not. Yeah. Uh, although regular listeners of my show know that my husband accidentally ate a pot cookie and <sighs> it was very funny for the rest of us, it wasn't enjoyable for him. I was the first time I ate an edible. I ate too much. Um, see, the funny story is one I do on stage, so I don't mm, want to do a bit, right? Um, but just know that I ended up. Uh, I locked myself in my room, <laughs> um, and you know those books when you you thumb the page with your thumb and it it makes like a running like it's a stick figure. If you turn the page, yeah, yeah, but you yeah. do it fast, it, right? That's what the TV looked like to me. Oh, and I was like, like flickering, kind of. No, it, it. I was watching a baseball game, and I remember it looking like the page, like that. Oh, okay. And I was like, <gasps> I'm in trouble. <laughs> and then I would send my son one word texts. It just said the stuff like cookie, <laughs> sandwich, and he would just come in. <laughs> yeah, but I um I like with my drugs to walk the line of oh my god this is too much i really like that Mm -hmm. so i have many stories and sometimes i'll take one i took mushrooms when i went to old cella this uh fall and i did them by myself with my brothers were like i'm not taking we're like (laughs) grown-ups and i was like yeah fuck you and um yeah that was a little intense too there was a dude there okay this is in uh, this is on mushrooms. I'm tripping. This big dude comes up and shakes his belly at me. N- naked belly. Mm. And this is the quote he gives me. How many knuckles deep you think you can go on my belly button? And I was like, <laughs> Gross. I said, what? <laughs> and he was like, how many knuckles deep you think you can go on my belly button? I'm like, I'm not doing that. 
And he was like, everybody's doing it. I'm like, everybody's doing it? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, everybody's doing it. And the first thing I thought was, well, I don't want to be the only dude who doesn't finger fuck this guy's <laughs> belly button. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to be Debbie. Somo. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, I go, okay, what finger should I use? And he was like, I would use the index. And Allison, I go to lube up my finger. You know, one of those. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you don't need lube. And I was like, <laughs> fucking great. Okay. <laughs> I did it. How far did you get? Uh, I went all the way up to the here. I didn't even touch bottom. His belly butt was deep. But it was like a Chinese finger torture thing. Right. kind of lock it out? Kind of locked down on it for a second. I was like, dude, I got to get. Uh, Maybe he did that for your pleasure. Mm, well, the funny thing is, is at the end, when I put my finger out, he screamed, we finally found somebody to do it. And <laughs> I go, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Ugh. So I've actually never done shrooms. But I'm very curious about them. Oh, they're so fun. But what I'm wondering is, once I have a kid, even if I have, we have a babysitter or something like that, I wonder if like my desire to do it will completely evaporate. Because I'll be like, I have to be super responsible now. Even though I feel like in the past, the reason I never did them was because I felt like I had to be responsible. I should just do them right now. A hundred percent. You should do them though. That Before should be the baby the, comes. Yep. A hundred percent. Yep. I would, listen, this is all I would say about that. And I'm not pushing drugs on people, but here we go. You have one ride. Yeah, I know. If you're 70, this is, I'm not talking about shooting heroin or doing crack. But that is what I'm going to do when I'm like 80. Oh, I, I want to die from heroin. Like, I want to yeah. get the diagnosis, man. You got six months. I'm mean, like, fucking let, let, track me up. Let's go. <laughs> because if I, if, we, if I get six months anyways, let's. Yeah. Because let's be honest. I know in all the movies where somebody is a heroin addict, you tell me the first half hour of that movie doesn't look like a lot of fun. Oh, apparently I was talking to a friend recently who, and we were talking about heroin and he, he said, thankfully he, on, he did it. Not enough times to get addicted, but it he's like, it's as great as advertised. That's the thing is they make it look amazing. Yeah. So Hollywood isn't doing the best job of deterring people from taking heroin. But I think that's how I want to die. Like, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Now, the mushrooms aren't going to kill you. And you do know that you can take, like, when I went to Old Chella, I didn't take enough to have a full-on fucking trippy trip Mm -hmm. because i was with eighty thousand strangers and my brothers weren't taking them and i know them well enough to know that they would have fucked with me (laughs) so i but you can listen you can take enough just to make you happy and it's going to be the happiest you've ever been in your life kids included the happiest you'll ever be not birth of your child not your wedding day that very first time you take mushrooms you're gonna be like this beats both of you so i'm intrigued Mm -hmm. um so wait though. So like I wouldn't start seeing weird things or nothing weird would happen. I would just feel happy. You don't have to. Yeah. You can take it. What enough. is that amount? <laughs> That's almost. It's like a micro dose. It's like, it depends on who you are and the size of the caps and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's what I, I, I wanted to do a little more than that for old Jella. I wanted to be able to see maybe a little bit, feel a little warm, but I've taken them before just to be happy at a party and that's it. You don't have to, but you know, it's like, same with weed, like an edible. You can be high on an edible. You take too much of an edible. You use the chance you're going to see shit. Yeah. So, but yeah, let me know. If I like- have been, I have been, 
I mean, it was in college, so a long time ago. But I have been so stoned that I started hallucinating. And I wondered if the pot was laced with something. But in retrospect, maybe I was just really, really high. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. And now, listen, some people, like, the first time that happens, it's uncomfortable. But yeah, then it freaked me out. If you can rein it in and just, just in your brain, no, I can't die. I can't die. This is actually fun. If you start to convince your brain, hey, this is actually fun, then you, it'll be a great ride. Because that's been my hesitation with shrooms is just, and hallucinogens, as curious as I am, like, I don't know that I would enjoy that feeling, though. But then don't. Like, so for the mushrooms, like I said, like, I barely, in the last night, he hallucinated a little, but, you know, a couple little tracers here and there, mm-hmm. but just a warm, happy this is the best song I've ever heard feeling. That sounds so good. I have to tell you, when The Who and Roger Waters started playing and I was tripping, I was like, when they played Won't Get Fooled Again, I was like, let's fucking make a baby. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was, it's, it's, an, an, I'm not saying I'm going to do them every weekend, but I, in 2016, I also ha- I developed a much more of a, you get one ride. Mm-hmm. Don't let your age define what you want to do or you don't want to do. Don't let other people put that shit on you. Yeah. And so like, now if it's something you've just never wanted to do, don't do it. But like, I, I'm done saying, well, I'm this age, so I just can't do this anymore. No, I'm, I'm responsible. I raise my kids. My kids are happy. We're healthy. I... Ooh, I do my job. It's not affecting my life. Like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Right. I, if, if, if maybe that's part of the reasons why the, 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 yeah, doing that too has just made me much happier. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm in. Uh, yeah, right and- after the baby. You're watching <laughs> the baby. We're going to do some shows. <laughs> no, I feel like I should do it before the baby comes. No, I mean, not really. But- yeah. But I mean, it, not really. But it's more con- now would be a more convenient time. Yeah, but you're gonna want to do it more after the baby comes. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be like, I need to get out of here. I mean, out of here. I mean, into space. I've actually been quite tempted to smoke pot during my pregnancy, which I haven't. But because I don't know, like, what the I think it's frowned upon. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know a lot. I think it's frowned upon. <laughs> I, exactly. I know it's frowned upon, but I don't know the actual like what it, what the actual science is like what it could actually do. So I haven't done it. I'm not going to. But I have been tempted. Frowned upon isn't scientific enough for you. <laughs> that wasn't that didn't do the that didn't do the job. I should just Google is smoking pot while you're pregnant. Yeah. Frowned upon, <laughs> and then find out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's do just me or everyone. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? So remember, this is where people write in with things they think or they do, and they wonder, is it just me? Is it everyone? Uh, Vanessa E. says, Splashing warm water on my face releases a booger from my nose and places it on my forehead every time. Just me. Just you. I've... I have not had that happen. I don't know why you have a booger that far out of your nose, and I'm not sure why it ends up on your forehead either. Yeah. Yeah. You, I don't want to make her feel bad. Maybe this is a thing, but I guess what I would say is you're not tending to your booger care enough. My, I would think when you look in the mirror, before you spra- splash that water on your forehead, move the booger. <laughs> it seems like, I don't know that, yeah, I would move the booger. 
By the way, I'm going to make a t-shirt that says move the booger. <laughs> booger. <laughs> or like, who moves my booger? <laughs> or maybe it's, it's like, a, it's, now it's a kid's game. Who moved the booger? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Heidi says, since having a baby, I accidentally wear my underwear inside out at least three times a month. Um, I already have that problem. Yeah. It's very easy for me to put on my underwear inside out. And then I will go to the bathroom. I'll be like, oh, my underwear's inside out. I guess I could f- feel it a tiny bit because it's like different, te- mm-hmm. slightly different texture. And then I think, should I put them right side in? That's that I'm going to have to take off all my shoes and my socks and my yeah. pants and fuck that. I'm assuming that when you're pregnant, putting the underwear on isn't as easy as it was before. Oh my God. So once you get it on, you're like, if you see it, oh, no. you're like, fuck that. Yeah. So, and listen, uh, that's without without all the hormones. Like I've never been pregnant, but I've worn, I've walked out of the house with a sweatshirt on inside out. So I would say not just you. I would say everybody. Yeah, that's everyone. Lee Brun says, I was well into my 30s before I figured out that Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, the ABC song, and Baba Black Sheep are the same song. It wasn't until I saw that Just Mirror Everyone that I realized that. Yeah, me neither. They kind of are the same song. Mm-hmm. Is it they kind of are or they literally are? I mean, outside of the words. Right. But the tune. Ba, B, C, D, twinkle, twinkle. Yeah. They're the same. Well. What a disappointment. I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what a disappointment. How did we not know? I don't know, but I'm going to call somebody when I get home. <laughs> uh a Kimmy thing says, hate when people leave price tags on gifts. Okay, I know you only spent nineteen ninety nine on my gift and I spent 50 on you. Who's leaving price tags on gifts? Nobody I've ever met in my life. Yeah. You know what they do sometimes though? Like my mom will give me a gift and the price tag will be on there but like blacked out. Yeah. And I'm like, well now I've got, now I've got to hold it up to the light and try to see. But also like we're at a point in time where... If someone brings a bottle of wine over to the house and we're having a party, I don't know anything about wine. I'll Google it. <laughs> I'll be like, "Is this? Is am I regifting this wine or not?" Right. Yep, regifting this thing. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? So yeah, that's true. You can find out if you very need to. easily. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, Marcus Engstrom says the best ways to consume pop are one can, two bottle, three soda fountain. I would agree with that. I, I'm. I have a friend who is all about the quote unquote fresh. That's what she calls it, fresh Diet Coke, which is Diet Coke from McDonald's from the fountain. I prefer referring to Diet Coke as fresh <laughs> is <laughs> so ridiculous. It's got formaldehyde in it, so to refer to it as fresh itself is a little bizarre. Yes, I think. I think when when she says a fresh Diet Coke, it's fresh from the machine. Got it. Got <laughs> it. Got it. Got it. So <laughs> they didn't just make up a batch of Diet Coke in the back of McDonald's. Got it. Got it. I, I'm going to tell you the truth, have not had a soda in over a decade, so I don't know how to answer that. Oh, my God. What do you drink? Water. Real, do you, and you like tequila. it? Tequila. <laughs> I love tequila. But Wa- what's your non-alcoholic drink? Just water? Water. Oh, I'll eat. I'll drink the shit out of a Lacroix. Oh, I love Lacroix. An orange Lacroix. I will fight a motherfucker over really? an orange. Oh my god! I had god. a lime one recently, and I was like, "This one's actually not that bad." But I don't eat sugar, 
So, okay. so, so, so I got, this happened. I'm not some, I've not, I haven't always been that way. Uh, last February, I got a little, little bit of pre-diabetic scare. Oh. So I just was like, I'm going to stop sugar for a little while. So for someone who hadn't had sugar to taste the lacrosse, oh. They're was, not sweet at all though. Not to you. But to me, it's like it's like licking a candy cane. Do you avoid artificial sweetener as well? I'll eat some stevia. I, the aspartame makes me feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. So anything with aspartame in it is just, I just can't do it. It really, I remember I used to drink, not kidding, six, seven, eight Diet Cokes a day. Mm-hmm. And there were the time I thought I was having a heart attack. And my doctor was like, we went through some things. He goes, how much Diet Coke you drink? And I told him, he goes, yeah, you could have aspartame poisoning. It's so, so interesting. You know, there was a friend of mine who got diagnosed with lupus. It was aspartame poisoning. Wow. And she would drink the Diet Cokes to wake her up. Yeah. And it, the caffeine. it was doing the, it was feeding her illness. Crazy, right? So, because I had, get, I gave up carbs entirely for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, but then got back on them. Um. I eat the shit out of a carb. Okay, so it's just specifically sugar. Sugar's just bad for you. Right. I, I eat but, carbs. Like you'll eat bread. I eat carbs. I eat, br- I eat fat. I eat more fat. I put butter in my coffee. Oh, bullet coffee is not what they call it? Or bulletproof coffee? Yeah, you know what it was for me is I have a little bit, I think if it's an ulcer, but I'm no quitter. And I <laughs> uh, and I just, lo- but the butter kind of <laughs> coated over. Right. Just hiding it for a little while, as long as I can. <laughs> until like a- Temporary filling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the butter filling. That's the best kind. <laughs> um, do you miss sugar at all? It was the hardest thing I've ever had to quit. It was like, and I used to. Oh yeah, because I'm. You're like a gummy bears, Skittles, dark chocolate candy person when you're high. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to quit physically. Like, and I used to chew tobacco. I played baseball, and mm. so you know, baseball we get bored. And, I chewed tobacco forever, and I thought that was really hard to quit, and quitting sugar was intense. So what do you snack on when you're high now? Well, that's the thing. Like, Not often you're high and you're like, where are those almonds? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, well, I could really go for an unsalted cashew right, right now. Yeah. I, um, I will pre-prepare some food, um, but I, I love me a white cheddar popcorn. Mm. I'll eat... I love some nachos, like uh, with some refried beans. Uh, so I'll, I'll just heat up some refried beans. I love them, and I just dip some chips in there. I'll eat anything, just not the skittle anymore. Right. Jamos for A Rose says it doesn't matter where I'm standing. When a train or subway approaches the station, I always take a step back. That seems pretty normal. Uh, Unless you're standing on the opposite side of the platform yeah. and you take a step back and you fall onto the tracks. Did you see that clip today of that woman who tried to jump the track in New York? No. Oh, boy. What happened? Let's just say, I think the word almost is the best I can give her. She almost is made this... it. No, she's alive. Okay. She just ate the side of the wall. Okay. It, I mean, at this, how? who's jumping tracks? Who's jumping Why, tracks? What are you doing down there? Well, she was probably taking a subway. That'd be my guess. Wait, she was tr- okay. So she was trying to go from one side of the platform yes. across the track to the other. I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I- oh, you thought she was where, where the wild things go, like back down there. I thought she was like on the tracks and just trying to like jump over the tracks to oh, get no. to the other side, but still on the tracks. If that makes sense at all. Have you ever heard of or read? I read a book recently about an entire group of people, like 
who live underneath New York City? The mole people? I've I'm not that fucking term, kidding. But I don't. I have the book at my house. I have. I like there are, and there are different levels. There are people who, who live right below the ground who work in New York. They just can't afford a place, and they live paycheck to paycheck under the ground. But that they're miserable. Func- uh, <laughs> yeah, but they're functioning parts of society. Right. They just can't afford. They get right. They just can't receive mail. <laughs> they don't get that fucking package of coupons every month. <laughs> the value pack. Um, but there are two levels down. And the bottom level, it's fascinating what the guy wrote about it. Like, no rules. These are people who don't want to be found. There's no light. When you walk by them down there, you feel like you're in danger. Look, anybody, look, Gollum, right? Anybody yeah. who decides to live two st- Two be- two decks below the surface and never go up. What's ha- I I have to get you the book. What's down there? People, nothing, dirt, shit. But like, how are they, are they going down manhole covers? Or are they accessing it via the the subway tracks? Like, how are they getting down there? I forget. There's I, for, I forget. I forget that part. Okay. I forget that part. But 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 it's a fascinating, fascinating you have story. To tell me. I, 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 You're gonna have to email me the amount of mushrooms I need to take, and, and then you and I will go under. The, we'll go under New York. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that sounds like a great first trip. <laughs> Too, oh totally safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian Williams says, "Just mirror everyone." What and is a question I have: What to do with baby at quick gas station stops? Lock doors, no heat. Run heat, unlock doors. Carry kid inside. I was thinking about this recently. I think you just have to carry the kid inside. You cannot leave your kid unattended in a car. Someone will 100%. arrest you. Carry kid in, and if you if you can't figure it out, you know there were times when I had the three kids and I asked for help. Yeah, I'd be like, hey. Or the kids were sleeping, and I just say to someone, "Hey, can you run this in? Are you going in there? Can you tell them twenty on six? You just gotta. People right. are good people; they'll help you out. But you can't can't leave your kid in the car. Even heat with the on. Window cracked. <laughs> I love the fact when he was like, "Heat on, like that makes it better." Right. Yeah, no, no, heat on as long as they're hot. That's fine. <laughs> I know. Well, he must be in a cold climate. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I would say bring him in. That's just me. Yeah. No, I think that's right, though. Yeah. I think that you just again frowned upon. Yes. They'd- well, so I used, so at the very beginning of my pregnancy, it was twins. Um, and then I had what's called a vanishing twin, which is where you miscarry one, but very, very early. Sorry. Thank you. Um, I, I am okay with it. Um, but when I thought I was having twins, I was like, how? So we live up a flight of stairs. Let's say I need to take the two of them somewhere. How do I get them? The logistics of getting them in the car, I couldn't figure out. Yeah, I th- I think what would have had to happen is I w- at the beginning would have had to have some kind of baby carrier and carry both of them at the same time. But because I was stairs? like, I know actually that'd be dangerous because I'm like I'm gonna have to carry I'm gonna have to put one somewhere, carry the other one down, put him her in the car, come back up get the other one, put them in the car. But then I'm leaving one alone in the car. Like, I couldn't figure it out. I still can't figure it out. I thought you were going to say moving escalator. And I was like, good idea. Moving oh, escalator. that is smart. Yeah, like a, like a running treadmill. Yes. I think that's the way. Moving or escalator. Or just that thing that old people have in their homes. My, my great aunt had one. Housekeeper? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 
My grandmother had one too. <laughs> no, I like that, but it's like wow. a motorized chair that oh, helps you get up and, yes, up and down the steps. Yeah. How f- except they're so slow moving, but otherwise, right. how fun is that? That'd be great. You could be a tour guide. Like every time up and down, you could give them a little tour of Yeah, them. I love that. Yeah, I like That's that That's what too. I should do. Um, okay, and lastly... I thought the Brian Williams question was going to be, if you never really rode in a helicopter in Iraq... <laughs> <laughs> that's different brian Williams. oh my bad, my bad yeah, yeah yeah how great would it be if if he wrote it yeah oh, it with it just so me or good. everyone i know um and lastly bellboy creative says whenever i am watching a driving scene uh in a film or on tv and the driver isn't paying attention i anticipate a dramatic crash i sometimes will have that that visceral response where i'm like you're not watching the road and then i remind myself it's a movie I am with him. If it's a movie where there's te- not a comedy, but any movie where there's any kind of tension or a chase or drama, if there's a side view, yeah, I just assume a car is coming in and t-boning him. I can't wait for it, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> didn't happen in La La Land though, did it? It did not. Didn't need it. No, it didn't need a crash. <laughs> By the way, did you see 20th Century Women? No. What is that? Uh, Annette Benning and Billy Crudup and um, Elle Fanning. It was brilliant. Uh, Annette Benning was brilliant. She That was my favorite performance of the year. Really? But it was a really small, nothing really happened. It was a lot of talking. So you needed great, but it was funny and it was smart and it was touching. And she Should we add that to our shroom date? Shrooms under New York and also 20th Century Women or is this not the right kind of movie for that? Well, I would uh, I would also say that going underground on your first room date isn't right so we might as well throw 20th Century okay. Women in there also. <laughs> and we, you know what we'll do is we'll bring a projector down and we'll show everybody a movie. Perfect. Our new buddies two levels yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. All right, I'm in. Um, I'm going to see that movie. All right. Maybe. If I can, is it, it must be streaming, right? No, it's still in theaters. Oh. It's, you might have got a screener. I've gotten very few screeners so far. I'm waiting for the, all of them to show up. Mm, you might not. not. Might not be getting them? Yeah, they already came. All of them? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I've been having a problem with people stealing my mail. Well, then that must be it. They all came. They all for came. SAG? Yeah, they all came. Oh, fuck. I only received Manchester by the Sea, Arrival, and La La Land. Really? And Jackie. Yeah, I think 20th Century Woman came with my WGA. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, I think the different guilds. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Between my wife and me. Is this relatable? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we elite? <laughs> um, I am leaving so early tomorrow morning. I have to jet. I understand. I, I was about to wrap it up anyway. Oh, well, I, I have such a good time talking to you, and I really appreciated uh, you inviting me back. I appreciated you coming back, um, and I will invite you back again. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook <clears throat> or Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And Josh, tell them where to find you and what they should look out for, all your plugs, etc. Uh, at Josh Wolf Comedy and social media, uh, Prince and the Wolf is the new podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. Or I do one where I just interview people straight up called Fairly Normal that Allison was on as I well. I was. And um, yeah, comedian Josh Wolf for tour dates. Uh, and I don't talk politics at all on stage. Well, there you go. My shows are fun. 
<laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.